Are you a woman searching for purpose and success? A housewife? Maybe a single mother? You're in the right place. Welcome to Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast with Ms. Lisa Nobles. Activate, motivate, inspire. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast. I am Ms. Lisa Nobles, your host, and I am so excited and elated to have you joining with me today. Speaking of today, our topic consists of keys for building a lucrative investment portfolio. We have a very important guest joining us today for the king of the roundtable segment at the Savvy Speaks Roundtable. This segment is dedicated to understanding the significance of building and developing an investment portfolio. Our guest today will share keys of how to increase wealth, build a retirement plan, and other necessities for investing, and not only investing family, but investing wisely. Let's give a warm welcome to our guest, King John Renfro, who specializes in investing and teaching others the relevance of investing, and not just investing, but investing intelligently. Welcome, John, to the Savvy Speaks Roundtable. Family, our focus hey, how today, you doing? Thank you. <laughs> our focus today is on the keys for building a lucrative investment portfolio. John, welcome again. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Okay, well, first of all, my name is John Renfro Jr., and I've been knowing Miss Lisa for like 30 years. Yes. She's mm-hmm. a wonderful person. Thank you. And um, my company, Renfro Royalty Holdings, what we do is we, not only do we provide uh portfolio building, but we also educate the people on what they're investing in because at my company, one of our models is that we don't want you to invest in something you will not use at home. Right. That way you know what you're investing in and that way you know what you're getting and how much you love the product because you're more in tune to lo- to like a product and to want to be invested in it if you use it and if you like it. Right. I love that. I love that. Are you ready, family? Then let's talk about it. Keys for building a lucrative investment portfolio. We are ready to talk investments with John, family. Let's jump right in. How do you develop? How did you develop a passion for investing, John? Okay, I had an untraditional way of getting into investments. Mm-hmm. I used to live a bad life. Yes. When I was incarcerated, uh, a wealthy individual who was there on, for drunk driving, yes. he pulled me to the side and said, if you want to make some money, you need to learn about stocks. You are in- intelligent enough to learn about them. He said, I'm just going to tell you one thing. Mm-hmm. Read as much as you can. Yes. So, you know, being in prison, a lot of people know that you have all the time in the world to do whatever you need to do. Right. So what? So what I did... I started reading every newspaper I could find, and that's how I built my passion. I would get books. I would just study, 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 and get to know how the system went. That way, when I got out, I'm able to do what I'm doing now, and that's how I developed my passion. Studying it and learning it made me love it. I love that. Family, this is going to be so exciting. Do you feel that more people would invest if they understood the investment process, John? Yes, more people would invest if they understood the investment process because you got to look at what you go through. First of all, you get you, you have money, you give it to this person who's charging you a commission on your money. Well, there are ways that you don't have to pay commissions. 
Mm-hmm. There are ways you can invest directly through the through the company mm-hmm. that that you want to invest with called direct reinvestment purchases. Yes. Me, me I, I never want to go through a broker because yes. a broker, their main income is the commissions. And you kind of understand that. That's just the way it is. That's right. how they make their living. Right. But some people aren't as honest as we would want them to believe. So they're making you know, they're, they're making deals without you. They're selling stocks and trading stocks without you knowing or trading mutual funds or trading their, or trading anything of value that they can trade without you knowing. And the whole time they're trading, on the back end, they're charging you their commission price. Right, right. I love that. And and normally, when when they're charging that commission price, how how, how much normally is that, would you say? You know, is that 10, 20, 30% of someone's investment? It can, it can be it can be as high as, I'd say, 20% in some cases. Most cases, it's like 5%. But some cases, they are, if you're not educated and you don't know, yes. it's going to be 20% because they're going to be making trades without without you knowing. Every, they all do it. They can say they don't, but they all do. Yes. That's, just, <laughs> that's what I've learned. They all do it. That's how they make their money. Yes. I, I, I see. I love that. Do you feel that more people would invest? I mean, it, 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 um, do you do people yeah. not? If, if, well, I messed up my own question. Forgive me, John. Do people not invest because of fear? Like, because we know yes. this is something good. So is expound upon that a little bit. Okay, yeah. People don't invest because of all the stories you hear. You hear about the Enron, the Madoff, the Madoff, Madoff, whatever his name is. Um, you hear about the people getting, they're, they're, they're taking money from people all the time. Right. Investments themselves are safe. Right. It's the people who you allow as the middleman between you and your investment that are dishonest. Right. Right. You know I, say? I, people, I love that. If, Keep going. Right. If people would, me, me, with my company, I like to get you, I like to get you to learn about the stocks. If you want to, if you like Nike shoes, if you, if you like Air Jordans, I don't mind you investing in Air Jordans if I'm money in your portfolio, but do you wear Air Jordans? Do you know how this product works? Right. If people understood that about the investment, it would be a lot better right. for people to invest and they would understand it better. Right. And then that would alleviate a lot of fear. And I think that that would also yes. alleviate a lot of doubt as well because, like you said, we hear so many yes. stories of how people get things on the back end or it's not always on the up and up. So this this is perfect. So what is a portfolio for people who are who are just learning the basics of investments? Okay, a portfolio is different investment vehicles spread out against different uh, spread out within different sectors. And what I mean by that is that you have stocks, bonds, mutual funds, real estate, um, land ownership. You can own um, whatever, whatever it is, whatever you want to trade in, currencies. You spread your investments, and they call it diversifying. And what diversifying means is the same thing, just spreading out investments so you don't be tied into all stocks. So if the market goes bad, you know, you, you're not going to really worry because you have offset that loss with your mutual funds or your real estate. Right. So that's what diversifying a portfolio is. It's right. basically investing in more than two or three ve- um, vehicles of investment. It's like investing in a whole lot of stuff. Right. You know, just different types of investments. That's basically what it is. Okay, awesome. So what is the significance of having an investment portfolio? Why should one want to have an investment portfolio? For the future. 
for, for your future and your retirement. See, investing is not an, a, a thing that people, a lot of people think this way, and I did too when I first started, that you're going to invest in the stock market in a couple of days, I'm going to double my money. It don't work like that. Right. That's a, that's a rare case. Right. You know, I'm, I'm basically, I'm just trying to say that when you, when you invest, you make a long-term plan because all investment vehicles are long-term. Right. If, if, if you go back and see, the, I look back and then if you would have invested $1,000 in the top 10 um, um, NASDAQ leaders, the top 10 leaders every year, the same companies pretty much, if you would have invested $1,000 in the top 10 each, right now you'd be sitting on about six, six something million dollars. Wow. Because that's how the investments, because with investments, and if you're investing good, your, your interest, you get, you, you, not, you get interest, but it's compounded interest with the stocks. That's how, that's how they're calculated, basically. Right. You, if you buy one, one stock, they could split to turn to two stocks. They could split to four stocks. Right. Right. Which, which makes more money for you because you have more stocks, which creates more equity into a company. First of all, people, you know, you have to understand that Buying stocks is not cash value. You are buying, you are buying ownership into a company. You're not just holding a stock just to hold right. it. You're actually owning a piece of the company's profits that are right. guaranteed to you right. through ownership of the stock. You know, people don't know that. Right. You're not just buying a piece of paper. You're buying ownership. You can own a piece of bill. You can own a piece of Walmart if you choose to. Right. And that's the that's why I love it so much because you can. You can live the American dream through investing. I love that. I really wanted you, since you said that, expound a little okay. bit upon owning a piece of the stock or owning a piece of a company. Because I think a lot, are, would you agree, a lot of people don't understand that it's just like buying a house. You want to invest versus renting. You want to purchase because you're actually owning something. So is it more of a significance versus just a savings account, having just a savings account in it? Account in it? Okay. It's, the difference in the stocks is okay. Uh, we have company. I'm, I'm going to give you an example. Okay. We have company A over here and we have company B. Right. Okay. Which is a bank. Company B is a bank. So we have the company and we have the bank. When you buy a stock, you're, you're actually purchasing, if the share is $5, you buy one share of stock you own based on how many shares are outstanding at the time. Right. You own a certain percentage, which you can take that percentage that you own and continually get quarterly income checks, which are called dividends. Right. With the bank, what you do is, is you just collect interest only. Right. You don't get no extra money on that interest. All you get is that interest. Unless you go to a bank and you decide to buy a bond mm -hmm. where you put up an investment, you collect the interest, and then at the end of the term of your investment, you get all of your money back. Right. That's the only way that a bank is going to outperform stocks. If the, if the feds don't raise the, the um, interest rates on mm -hmm. the bank's money, mm -hmm. the banks aren't any good. Those, those investments aren't really good because they're not going to make you as much money as stocks will. Right, right. That's, that's amazing, and I think that's so important for us to understand the difference of banks, I mean, our savings accounts, and then uh, stocks and bonds, which I want to get in a little bit later, but that that's fantastic. What does the term, because I know that I didn't understand this, assemble individual investment securities. What is that all about, John? Okay, investment security is like an IRA. 
Okay. Awesome. Basically, just another name for an IRA. Mm-hmm. When you assemble investment security, when you assemble any type of investment, you're assembling it for, hopefully you're assembling it for the future, to retire, something where you don't have to just depend on Social Security, right. something where you don't just have to depend on your job. So you can, you can make your own IRA, just like you can make your own yeah. trust fund and all of that. You don't have to go through the middleman anymore with today's society. You can invest and build your own portfolios. You can, you can build your own trust fund. You can build, you know, you can already do your own will. And you can do that on your own. When they say, you know, putting investments together, that's all that they're basically meaning is you put your, all your investments right here and then you use that to, to re, to put more money into you because put more money into the account. What happens is when you, when you, when you buy a stock mm-hmm. and what I like to, what I like for my clients to do, I, I call it dollar cost averaging. What dollar cost averaging is, it's like paying a bill every month. The only difference is you're buying stock. Say a yeah. stock is $50. Mm-hmm. If the stock is $50, you buy, you're going to pay $50 every month. So you're going to buy one share of stock every month. Right. At least. Now, if the price goes down, to $25 per share, guess what? You're still investing $50, so guess what? You just bought two mm-hmm. shares of stock. I love this. Mm-hmm. You see? Mm-hmm. And if you and if it goes up to $75, you're, you, you're still only investing $50. See, the, price, the, the object is to sell high and buy low. With dollar cost averaging, you sell high and you buy low. Mm-hmm. There's no other way around it because you're, it's like a bill, like the electric company. You're going to pay $50 every month to buy the same amount of stock. Right. And whether it goes that, down that, or not, you're still you, you're you're consistent. You're consistent, which means your stocks are going to be consistent because you're doing what everybody wants to do. They want to buy low, sell high. Yes. Every time. That's the whole. Stocks don't lose value and you don't gain any money unless you buy or sell. That's the whole thing. People, You can look at your stocks all you want to on, on, on CNN right. or C, CNBC. You can look all day long at the stock ticker and all of that, but that's not going to help you until you actually sell. Because right. you can watch a number go to $1,000 per share, but if you never sell it at that $1,000, you don't profit. I get it. Now, expound a, more, expound a little bit more on that. Delve a little bit. Deep, deep, get a little deeper on that. When uh, okay. Buy high and sell, or buy low and sell okay. high. Yeah, go right ahead. Okay. A lot of people call themselves timing the market to buy low and sell high. You can't, nobody can time the market because the market is based on human emotions. Human emotions drive the market every single day. If, if, if me and my group of, of people decide that we want to spread some bad rumors about Walmart, right. the first people, first thing people are going to do is that they are going to sell their stock, which is going to drive the price lower. Right. They're going to start selling. It's going to start bringing it down. People getting rid of it, getting rid of it. That's the time you want to buy. Well, people try to time that. With dollar cost averaging, you don't have to time anything. Mm-hmm. Only thing you have to do with dollar cost averaging is continue to pay your fifty dollars a month. That's how you buy um, buy low and sell high. Again, the example: if I if I if the price goes to seventy five dollars a share, I'm only buying a half of a share because I only put fifty fifty dollars in. Right. I'm buying that half a share still, no matter what. I'm because I only got twenty five dollars in right. because it's seventy five dollars. Mm-hmm. Which takes twenty five away from my fifty. I'm only putting twenty five in, right. actually, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which makes you buy low and sell high every time. Right. So, how do you know, John, from going from this perspective? Perspective. How would one know 
when would be the right time to buy if they're not utilizing a broker? Okay. Research. There's nothing better than knowing about the companies you invest in. That's the number one thing that everybody needs to learn when it comes to investing. You're going to have to stop depending on the person to do the work for you. Yeah. If you want to invest in something, you're going to have to take the time to read. The company sent out a, a report of all their earnings, everything that they're doing, all their new ventures. They send it out every year, and it's free to the public. Right. You just have to contact the company and say, hey, I would like information on investing. They're going to send you globs of books, globs of books. The books will be so thick, you're going to go to sleep reading them. Right. That's, that's just what it is. But if, if, you, if, anybody, if nobody's willing to research their investments and find out what exactly it, am I dealing with, you're never going to get your full potential. You're never going to know if this is a good company for you. See, I don't, I don't go with whether I can get it at a cheap price. I go right. on companies because I look at it like this. If McDonald's is selling hamburgers, McDonald's has been selling hamburgers since I've been born. Right, of course. Of course, they're going to continue to sell them hamburgers after right. I'm gone. Of course. Mm -hmm. So that's that's a good company. Right. That, that, that's what I'm saying. Cause I'm a, you know, basically, I'm an income person. I'm an income investor. There are different types of investors. Right. I'm an income investor. What is you know, what I like, I like mm -hmm. the dividends. Right. Mm -hmm. As an income investor, I'll invest my money, but I'll, you know, I'll, buy dividends with my with my dividends to buy more stock right. that's what I, I like equity and, I, and I, I, I like to get the dividends some people they they just buy stock and let it stay in there they don't receive no dividends right some people they just buy stock and as soon as they get a couple of dollars they get out the game right which all things are okay but through my experiences dollar cost averaging allows you to buy stocks low mm -hmm. sell them high Mm -hmm. And it allows you to have a consistent purchase of stock without overdoing it. Right. That's awesome. I love that. So it also made me think about, you know, you kind of spoke briefly about RAs and different things like that. What is the mm -hmm. best type, which I wanted to get into a little later, but since we're talking about it now, what is the best, how would one know what to invest? Or, I mean, outside of just research, how do I know if I want to do an RA or if I want to do the stocks and bonds or if I need to do an annuity, you know, those different types of okay. investments? Okay. All of these, all of the investment vehicles are mainly for different reasons. Now, right. if you have kids mm -hmm. and, you know, you want to leave your kids something, you mostly go with the annuity and the life insurance, okay. basically. Mm -hmm. If you, if you want to, if you just want to have a, a, a diversified, you know, diversified portfolio, mm -hmm. then you would get your mutual funds, your stocks, you know, you get that. For a person, I, I can't tell a person, you know, if what's good for them, they'd have right. to decide that. That's the great thing about my company. See, and, and how you do that is you have to read. You have to right. get to know the company. Right. You know, if you don't know anything, it's like meeting a person. Mm -hmm. If you meet a person, you're not going to automatically want to date them. If okay. you just meet them, yes. you want to know something about them first. Of Everybody should be the same way about their investments. That mm -hmm. way, you can, you can make your investment tailored to your needs. I love that. Mm-hmm. And you speak about, John, um, on your page, of course, as I was researching, you speak about commonwealth. What does that term mean? Commonwealth is a term that comes from in selling, um, selling insurance. Mm -hmm. Back when I was working for an insurance company, 
um, I came up with a portfolio called Commonwealth that basically where you would ladder, you would ladder your investments. What basically laddering in my investments would mean that if I buy bonds, mm -hmm. you know, through my insurance vehicle, and I get a fixed rate insurance, mm -hmm. I get a fixed rate insurance policy, which is annuity, I can invest in bonds. And what I'll do with those bonds is most bonds come, you know, if you, if you get, want to get bonds, you want to get tax-free. That handles one issue for you. They're tax-free. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. They're called municipal bonds. Short-term is munis. Okay, you get your municipal, municipal bonds or any, any kind of bond hearing that you hear about there. They build schools, hospitals, build roads, bridges, anything with the state, the, anything with the local government, the state, or the actual government has going on in your city that's building, they have a bond election. You go to the bond election and they, usually the terms are, we're going to pay you this amount of interest to borrow your thousand dollars. At the end of the term, we're going to give you $1,000 back, and you're going to keep all the interest that we paid you on it. Yes. So yes. what you do is, you get one this year, which in 10 years, you know what I'm saying, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to, you get your money back. Well, the next year, next year from now, you'll get you another one. So in 11 years, which will be still 10 years next year, you'll be getting your other money back. Plus, you still received all the money. So every year, you'll buy a bond at the same, with the same, same amount of money. And you'll also use the same terms, which at the end of 10 years, I will get all my money back. But while I'm waiting, I'll still collect all the interest. Right. That's called laddering. We're right. just buying bonds every year to ladder them to every year I'm going to receive my money back, which I can invest again in more bonds with that same thousand. My profit is the, is the interest that I've gained on the money. Right. Right. I love that. I love that. So how would one know? Well, we already kind of talked about that, of which that portfolio that would be best for them. So how can one, if they wanted to get started in the Commonwealth, which is a phrase that you coined from your investment firm, how, how would one know if that would be the best way to go or they should consider the Commonwealth uh, direction? They should consider it, but mm -hmm. insurance and actual stock investment is a little different kind of game. Uh -huh. You know, they're both investment vehicles and they're both used to build wealth. Right. The only difference is, is that you can't get most of your wealth until the insurance policy becomes, you know, actually becomes um, available at the end of the term of the insurance policy. Right, right. You can't get all of that money until then. Right. Okay. With the stocks, you can trade your stocks in whenever you want to and get your money. Of course. You know, if, if, if somebody wants to invest in... in if, if that time frame is like, well, I want to be able to stay invested for 30 years, mm -hmm. then we know that they need an income portfolio because in 30 years, if they're 20, they're going to be 50 in 30 years. Right. They're not going to be able to work the same amount of hours because they're not going to be physically the same person. Right. right. That's, you know, that's all that plays a part in all of that. You know, whenever you're investing, you can't think about right now in investing. That's why it's so hard for somebody just, you know, it's hard, it's hard for me to say, well, most people should get in this or most people should get in this because right. I don't know the actual situation. Of course, their history or their background. I get it. Yeah, or what they got going on now. You know, what they got going on now, five years from now may not be the same situation. Of course. You're absolutely so, right. So, you know, and that, that's why I don't, I, I like for people to, you know, read it. The first thing I ask people when they want to invest is, well, what do you like to, what, what kind of clothes do you like to wear? Exactly. Well, I like polo. Well, read, some, read about polo. Right. I love that. 
understand that. That's so, and that's and that's a basic understanding. Anyone should be able to relate to when we are striving to decide which type of investment we want to make. That's a perfect example. If you wear a particular type of shoe, or you dress in a particular a particular yep. type of clothing line, or if you even use a particular type of computer, I mean that that's yep. an awesome way anyone could really understand that. So you speak about. I want to turn a little bit because you speak about a passive investor. What what is that terminology all about? Being a passive investor. Okay, a passive investor is like we see every day. Mm-hmm. A passive investor is a person who will give me ten thousand dollars and let me do what I want to. Okay. I won't. I won't read. I, he won't read anything about the company. He won't read any reports that I give him. He just gives me his money and just says, "Okay, whatever happens, happens. I don't care if right. it starts going down. He don't care. Go ahead and make the trades. Is what he'll tell me. Right. But that's a passive investor. A Good investor is a person that is up on his up on his or her game. And what I mean by that is when I see that, okay, well, today it might have went down. Tomorrow my stock went down. Now, when my stock loses 25% of its value, I've lost 25% of my money, which means I have to make 50% to even make that up. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I have to make $50 in order to make $25 up. Right. That, that's just a, in, an investment. That's in investing. That's how it goes. You have right. to make double to make up a, ha- a loss. Right, right, and I love that. that's just that's just the way it is. A passive investor is a person who does not care. They just want to invest their money. They don't care about what happens to it. It's just there. And the reason I say they don't care is because they just let the they just let the stockbroker or the brokerage firm do whatever they want to with their portfolio. They right. invest how they want to. They they do whatever they want to do. And then when they're paying all these fees, now they complain. Mm-hmm. That's a passive investor. Okay, awesome. That's awesome. You speak about black power, and it's a lot of things going on in the black community, specifically from from different and various reasons, which we're all familiar with. But you speak you speak about black power. What role does black power play in the in the improvement of one's condition? Okay, black power plays plays a big part in improvement condition because when you speak about Black power, you're speaking of the political and economic advancement of colored people, period. The political and economic advancement. Mm-hmm. Black people, and I, you know, I'm, I'm going to say it like that, black people, the reason, in my opinion, the reason that we have been down and the reason why we ha- can't get our wealth up, can't get to, you know, on the same level with some of our predecessors or some of the people that, you know, have kept us, you know, and by, we're not going to get too much into that, but mm-hmm. has kept us down, is we don't educate ourselves. We don't take the investment vehicles that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm a software engineering major, and I can barely find two black people in my class. Right. You know, it's, it's just something that black power is lifting up yourself, which gives inspiration to the kids to lift up their self. Right. You know, that's, that's power. That's, that's black power. Whenever some kids can see you, and they can and they can see that you did it right. You know, when, when I speak about power, I always speak of it in terms of what people can sometimes relate. When you go to high school and you look at three people that you knew that went to the streets, who took their life to sell drugs or whatever they did, yeah. you look at their life and look at the outcome of their life. And then you take three people who never went to the streets that you knew in school. And I guarantee you that it's going to be 66% at least of the people that went to school, never went to the streets and stayed straight. And it's going to be below thirty three percent of the people that that went to the streets who are who are more successful now. Right. You know, right. people. 
you know, black power is not seeing our kids want to be on the block. That's mm-hmm. black power. You, you can holler about where well, this, this, and that. No, we're keeping, in, in a lot of instances, we're keeping ourselves down. Because when an older guy, a kid sees an older guy, he's doing his thing, whatever he's doing in the streets. Mm-hmm. All they see is the, is the outside. They don't see the struggle that you have to be up 24-7. You have to do this and that. And I only know that from experience. Right. You, have, you know, it, 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 doing, living that life is harder than having a real job. Yeah. And that's just being real. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you have a real job, you, you, if you have a real job, you may not make as fast of money, but you'll make more money because you'll last longer. Right. And that's just, wow. that's black power. And that, that's, you know, that's my baby right there, black power. <laughs> you know, I wear it on my arms, it's a tattoo, and I'm not saying that I'm, I'm more black power than anybody else. That's just because I'm going to represent it because I see that we can change and be more positive. And that's what I see as a people. I love that. I love that. So what are your thoughts about cryptocurrency? You know, that's, that's been in the media a lot lately. It's, it's kind of declining on the media coverage. I don't see it as much, especially even through social media. What are your thoughts about cryptocurrency? Cryptocurrencies are, are good, but they're not as good as mm-hmm. the technology that runs them. And what I mean by that is that, for one, whenever you know anything about software and, and cryptocurrencies and the, the, how it runs and all of that, most of it's ran on a blockchain, and a blockchain is nothing but a ledger where everybody can see what you're doing. They're ran on smart contracts, but to stay on the subject of actually cryptocurrencies, they're, they're, good, they're good and they need to be because some people don't need cash. You know, just some people admit they have a lot of cash. Cryptocurrencies allows you to buy stuff that you that you don't have to waste because it's all verified right there for you. That's yeah. the good thing about cryptocurrencies. I don't personally have any cryptocurrencies in my portfolio because mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's going to really last, my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it's going to last because I don't think they're going to get the legislation to let them last. Okay. You know, you, you're talking about going up against the banks and all of that, and that's mm-hmm. a whole lot of different, you know, and then they got people stealing the money. That's, a, that's another thing yeah. with the cryptocurrencies. People... You know, you got one person that's the administrator of all these people's portfolio, all these people's folders, all these people's accounts. He's the only one who can go and change anything. If he decides he wants to take all the money, there's nothing you can do. Right, right. Because with Bitcoin, they don't. You, you can't trace who is who actually sent you the money or where the money's coming from. Case in point, Atlanta right now is having a problem with their with their computer system, their whole city's computer system is being held hostage for a ransom. Why? Because they they use the technology that Bitcoin uses mm-hmm. to where you don't know where you're sending the money. They want all of their money in cryptocurrency, but they don't know who they're sending it to. That's the problem with the cryptocurrency. You don't know who you're getting your money from. You don't know who you're sending it to. Right. So I don't really like it because I like to know if my, if my money's coming from if my money's coming from somewhere that abuses kids and I don't know what's coming in and I find out, I'm going to be hot. I'm going to be upset. Right, you? you know, because I'm not into that. Right. You know? So that, that that's the issue with the Christian But if anybody wants to get into that, I can tell them now, it is great. Just know that there are risks to every investment. Right. I understand. How can one increase their monthly income from profit from company? I know you kind of talked about that on your on your um, Facebook page oh. also. So I really wanted to get into that a little bit. 
all through drips, direct reinvestment purchases. Mm-hmm. You know what do what do what drips are? Mm-hmm. Is a drip is me purchasing stock directly through the company instead of going through a broker. I go to the company and I agree to do the dollar cost averaging. That's 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 just what they're doing. But you you put fifty dollars in every month, and you know dividends are paid every three months with a bonus dividend every year. So you get you're gonna get three. You know, so you're gonna get you're gonna get four four checks a year through investing in those right there. Mm-hmm. You, you can make money. Right. You can also, I mean, you can also just invest. Just start off investing. Find a small company to try it out. You might make you some money there. But quick money in in the stock game or in investment vehicles is not something you should expect. It can happen. You can become a millionaire overnight, but more than likely, you have to look at the investment as a long-term gain. Because if you make some extra money every month, you're going to have to save it to even see your profit. Of course. Of course. And that, that's the whole game is how much you can save before you spend it. And, and as you make it, how much can you save? That, that's, the, that's it. To make more money every month, I mean, there's a lot of ways you can do it. But investing, just to, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't see it that way. I haven't never seen it that because I look at it as long term, you know, long term investing. I don't do short term investing because it never works out. It never works out. Right, right. I, I get that. So, what should one do? Uh, we talked about. We've spoken a lot about investments and a different type of investments and different type of vehicles. But what about retirement? Can you touch quickly on how would one to even begin planning for retirement? Okay, well, to, to begin to plan for retirement, what you have to do is you have to look at yourself and your situation and, what, and, and say to myself, how can I maintain the same income that I'm making now mm-hmm. when I get older and I can't work? So what you would do is, is you would either contact a broker or contact some companies like I just, just expressed, and what you would do is start you in a IRA, Individual Retirement Account, right. personally. And with, as you're investing in these stocks and stuff, you get you a bank account. You can get a bank account with that if you already have one. That's great. And you put all you have all that money feeding this this um, IRA. Mm-hmm. It's feeding every time you get some dividends. You're feeding it right into that IRA, and that's how you plan for retirement. All the money that you get, most of it, you push it into your your IRA portfolio which in essence is really your retirement fund on top of your company's retirement fund and your 401k. And that's another thing. You got to take advantage of your 401k and you got to do the max every time. You got to do max, especially if, you, if your company is also contributing what you contribute, you get the max. Because after it builds up a little bit, you can always, if you want extra income, that money that you've invested through that 401k that your company has helped you put in, you can get some of that money. If you ever get into a money jam or you just need some extra cash or something for a little extra money every month, you can get that money. Oh, I love that. So one last question before our final thoughts is, how would how does one choose the right investor or investment firm to, to work with? How would I know if you are, you know, what qualifications or what would I do to consider or one would do to consider if I would work with a rental royalties or uh, a broker, in essence, how would one know the difference? Well, well, there, but most most 
brokerage firms offer the same services. Okay. The only difference is the people that's offering the services. Okay. Now, most people, when they invest, now, most people, when they invest, mm -hmm. they invest and they only talk to the person for 30 minutes. Me, when I started investing, I met with the people. I met with them for two, three weeks straight. I went to their house. We hung out. Right. I got to know what kind of person they were right. before I decided to give them my money. Right. That's just, that, that's, you know, that's how you can choose. You have to talk to them more than one time for, for you to know if they're right for you. Because, you know, no matter what happens, if you're going to be investing, this is going to be a relationship like you're, like you're, like you're raising kids. It's going to be a, an invest. It's going to be a relationship. There's, you know, because they have your money. And, and nine times out of ten, they have your kids' future money that you want to leave them. So right. you, you need to, if you, whenever you, you narrow, narrow it down to two or three companies, call and get to know somebody. You know, just tell them, hey, I would like to get to know you first, not on a personal level, but know how you do business. Right. You know, for a little bit before I decide to give you my money. And I think that way it might protect you or anyone from, you know, the scams or the people, you know, just right. deciding to take the money and run. Right. So you shared so many tips today and a lot of great information towards building a lucrative portfolio. And I hope that I know that someone is really or someone will absorb this information. So just I'm going to give you one minute to share your final thoughts. You shared so much. So what advice would you give a person who was investing in building a lucrative investment portfolio? What would be your final thoughts if you can sum that up to about a minute or two? What would you say to that person? Keep researching your companies and keep keep your goal on your mind of what you started out doing. Mm -hmm. you don't get sidetracked because... I lost a little money because you're going to lose money in the stock market. That's evident. That that's that, that you're not going. You can't stop that. But the people who last and the people that that have that build that lucrative money, they stay on task. They yeah. they have a goal in front of them, and they go to that goal. They don't let nothing stop them. They might yeah. get sidetracked, but they always move back and they always position their investments to reach that final goal. Right. How would I know what goal? that I'm trying to reach? Like, give me an example that someone would okay. have. Go right ahead. Okay, well, uh, I'm, I'm married. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I know I'm going to have grandkids. I know right now I have an 18-year-old son, so I give him about 10 years. I have, a, I know he have a grandkid, so right. I, 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 that's one. Well, I know I'm probably going to need a new car in the future. That's two. I know I'm going to have to generate an income because when I get older, because I know I'm not going to be able to work like I'm working now. Well, that's four. But based on those four, that's how I build my portfolio. I love that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love and that's all you have to do. Just sit down, get your piece of paper and say, what, five years from now, what, 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 what type of financial situation do I want to be in? And, you know, and then you do your 10 years from now. Then you do your 20 years from now. And it may sound crazy. Well, why would you do 20 years from now? Because you never know how much money you can make through investing if you look at 20 years from now. If you're looking at it for just 10 years, what about 11th year? What about the 12th year? Right. Right. I, I get it, John. I think that's important because a lot of times, of course, as we're young, we're getting older or whatever the age group may be, we don't think sometimes like that. And some of us just aren't in that position and we don't know what, like you say, choices that people have to make when they have made right. those choices. But the point what I'm getting and taking away from your lesson is to start now and just really choose wisely and to remember to have a broad understanding of what you're yeah. investing in and that will help keep you safe. 
today. Everyone, I am elated to have participated in this show today. I know that someone was touched by this wealth of knowledge. Thank you so much to the Savvy Speaks King, to this guest of the roundtable, Mr. John Renfro of Renfro Royalties. John, could you quickly share a website that they can get in touch with you with? Anybody, if you have any questions, you can personally hit me up on my email address. I, I will. I may not hit you up right away now, mm-hmm. but I will get to you within 24 hours. And it's John Renfro Jr. Mm-hmm. 839 at com. And I'll repeat that. Mm-hmm. John Renfro Jr. 839 at com. Just send me an email with your question. I will email you back within 24 hours. I love that. And to find out more about John, you can visit www.iamlisanobles.com. And as a bonus, please visit www.iamlisanobles.com slash resources.html where you can receive free resources for downloading the show today. I love you. I truly do. Thank you for being a part of the show. And remember, remember, family, you are a unique combination of experiences. Clothed in purpose, strength, and destiny. Have a great week. I'll see you right here next time on the Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast with Ms. Lisa Nobles. Online at imlisanobles.com and on Facebook and Instagram at EWOFP. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review. And we'll catch you next time on Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast. Activate. Motivate. Inspire.